Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast. I'm Steve Blank. This edition of the podcast was recorded on the show floor of the Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition in New York City. Join us at the CWCB Expo in Los Angeles this September 26th through 28th. For details on exhibitors, conference schedule, speakers, workshops, and more, visit CannabisMeansBusiness.com. Check out with promo code CANNATODAY19 and save 20% on your three-day Super Saver Pass. On this edition of the podcast, I'm joined by Dr. Mary Clifton. As a doctor of internal medicine, she has more than 20 years of experience in hospitals and private practices. Dr. Clifton has a special interest in innovation in healthcare delivery and patient empowerment. As a result of her expertise in cannabis as medicine, she's licensed by the New York State Department of Health to provide medical marijuana. Without further ado, Dr. Mary Clifton, live from the show floor of the CWCB Expo in New York City. But hey, let's jump right into it. If you would, um, first and foremost, thank you for making the time to join us on the Cannabis oh, Today podcast. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, let's just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to everybody. So I'm uh, Dr. Mary Clifton. I, I run a CBD and CannabisInfo.com. It's a, uh, a website that has research-based videos anywhere between one and three minutes that help people uh, make good choices around CBD and cannabis, how it works, how it works in various diseases, and, uh, you know, how to use it properly. Understood. And where are you based out of? Oh, uh, I'm a couple blocks away <laughs> here in New your, York. <laughs> is this your first uh, CWCB Expo? Oh, no. I think this might be my third. Um, can you... Oh, you have you have the leash. Awesome. Can you uh, expand on... <laughs> well, it's not my leash. Just to clarify for the listeners. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's this my little dog. The, the website. Can you expand a little more on, on some of the information and, and the oh, sites yeah, that are sure. available there? I was. Uh, I I got interested in doing this uh, in in after my after I, we had two significant events. I mean, my patients have been talking about CBD and cannabis for years with me, and I've uh, been listening. But I, I was very interested in nutrition for many years and did that for a long time. But then um, my brother died, and I managed his hospice. And that experience was uh, was difficult for all of us, of course. But being so close to him for his last several days, he had he had a complex death, difficult. And uh, and then right on the heels of that, I had a, a good friend who died of recurrent ovarian cancer, and she had a very pleasant death, relatively. And I started to wonder about CBD and cannabis, and if there really was any data. So I mean, I'm a doctor. I, the first thing I do in that setting is go to PubMed and start to research uh, and, and just type in keywords. And there's a load of data, like a ton of data on so many diseases that nobody knows about. So I, so I, I started shooting videos and uh, now I have a, a little over 100 videos with a goal to have 300 videos by the end of the year, all uh, research-based, uh, nice production quality so that they're pleasant to view and good to listen to. And, uh, and and they also just have, have excellent content. Is that all available at the website? All available for free at the website. Okay. I, I do a deep dive video on topics that have a lot of data like seizure. I have 40, 45 minutes of seizure video. And then I go through that deep dive video and pull out the content that's really relevant. So if you want to learn everything you want to know about seizures, you can do the deep dive with me, the education. But if, if you just want to watch the three-minute videos, you should be able to get all the data you need for free just watching the three-minute videos. Awesome. 
Where uh, are, are you on social medias or if there were anybody? Other oh, yeah, we're all over awesome, on Instagram cool. and Facebook. Where and can everybody find you on, on socials? LinkedIn. What are your... Uh... Uh, I'm cbdandcannabisinfo.com and uh, you can find me at Mary Clifton MD on LinkedIn. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what was your uh, relationship to or, or, or position on cannabis in, in the early... Uh, stages of, of development as people began to, or as, as people more and more were talking to you about cannabis on a therapeutic oh. level and a medicinal level, what was your relationship like to that? Be it personally, well, I before, just didn't or? have any. Uh, I just didn't have any experience with it. I mean, as a, as a kid in high school, long ago, I used a ton of cannabis in high school, and I I was under all of the same uh, biases that everybody was. People told me I was going to ruin my intelligence, and that turns out to not be true. I have a video on that. <laughs> And people said that, uh, you know, it was going to lead to depression or psychosis, and that's not true either. And, uh, and but I mean, I, I eventually gave it up in favor. I mean, well, I'm a doctor. This is not a product I can use, you know, with with my licensure. And uh, but, but I can have a glass of wine at the end of the day safely. And so if I have a high anxious day, that's what I've been doing. But people around me, my patients have always used a little cannabis and told me they've gotten better benefit from it and that's been um, I guess in the back of my mind but once I started reading about it I realized that there's so much patient empowerment here this this drug has a position to help reverse the opioid epidemic it has a position in so many chronic conditions that that trouble patients and I think there's a lot of things that we still don't have perfectly controlled for our patients, like um, nausea. I still have patients that don't have good control of their nausea despite all the therapies we have available and pain. There's people that are on uh, lots of opioids and still don't have control of their pain and, uh, and, and difficulty sleeping. Our sleeping agents all have really significant side effects and, and tolerance buildup issues. And, you know, you could just think of so many other conditions where cannabis has uh, a, a potential position for a lot of patients to help them feel better. What does it look like for you as a professional in, in the medical community to, um, to, to have that kind of position on cannabis? Or in other words, is there a lot of, a, a lot of, are there a lot of naysayers still or, or oh, lots we just, of disbelief I, or disregard I mean, for the Unless you've gone and studied yourself, you don't have any data. Not, nobody in the medical community has any data. It just it doesn't get covered in medical school much at all. You know, we're still very much focused on Western medicine and pharmaceuticals, and there's plenty to know there. And there's a big position for all that. I mean, there's a, if you break your arm, I, I really don't want you to put a CBD salve on that. You should you should hike it to the hospital Probably if your appendix right. ruptures. Yeah, don't uh, don't try to handle no that at home. For that, yeah. <laughs> no. So Western medicine has still has a very important position for significant conditions, but there's. Uh, You know, I was just talking to a guy who survived his heart attack and his cardiologist told him not to take cannabis. I am not sure why, other than there's a a temperature elevation, a heart rate elevation that some people see with smoking certain products. But there's actually one small study that shows that if you're using cannabis and you have a heart attack, you're less likely to die from your heart attack. Really? Yeah. 
And it may be because of the chronic uh, anti-inflammatory results, you know, the way that uh, there's, there's decreased cytokine production, there's decreased inflammatory response in all areas of the immune system to inflammation when you're, when you're treating with cannabis. I have, a, I have a video on cannabis and the immune system that's just so exciting. So it may be that cutting that immunity really dramatically reduced the, you know, big inflammatory response that people get after a heart attack. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested after I get through uh, upcoming videos. I just shot autism and ADHD, and uh, next week I'm going to shoot bipolar, but then I'm looking forward to looking at metabolic disorders and trying to see how it, how it works in those metabolic conditions. Awesome. I need to go, so in part I ask you this selfishly, in part I ask you this for the rest of the world and the community. Can What's the website one more time? Oh, my website is CBD and, A-N-D, spelled out, cbdandcannabisinfo.com. Awesome. Who uh, or what are you looking forward to or most interested in or what, what brings you to the CWCB Expo other than to further immerse yourself in as much information and uh, experience as possible. It's such a rapidly growing, exciting industry, and I love to be at this expo and see what everybody's doing and talk with everybody and uh, and just find collaborations everywhere. There's such a broad need for great education, and I want to be that educational resource so that if people have a question and they want to know what the research is, they can just pop on and get that data highly searchable, very relevant data quickly. And um, it, it, I think it's going to be uh, really helpful to a lot a, a lot of members of the industry. Absolutely. What's your experience with uh, trade shows and exhibitions like this otherwise? Oh, um, of course, Vegas. and uh, but Of course, Vegas. MJ BizCon, right? Is I mean, who doesn't about? love Vegas? Okay. For those of us who didn't know what <laughs> Vegas meant, Vegas is now synonymous with MJ BizCon, yeah? Cool. Vegas is just is, is possibly my favorite place in the world. I know I should be saying something a little bit more uh, like Prague or Paris, but I love Vegas. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> love what, to go out there. Absolutely. What, um... What's your what's your uh, take on the CWCB Expo so far? Oh, I love this expo. I mean, I can't beat the fact that it's right near my house and it's in the greatest city in the world, and uh, and and I can come down and meet all these people and then get back home and relax and still have dinner with my daughter who's home for college for the summer. Nice. So it's uh yeah it's a it's it's a very well positioned and it's a it's a great expo. I mean, everyone is here. Everyone is here. When I, as I've been talking to industry leaders in all kinds of uh, different product lines, working as a medical advisor or consultant, everybody's here this week. So I get to have all of these face-to-face meetings, which are super valuable. Yeah. I mean, even with all of the great work we have with FaceTime products, it's uh, it, you can't beat the it's being able to really work with somebody face-to-face. Isn't it interesting how powerful environments like this can be from that space of, I absolutely can send you an email, and we can FaceTime, like we can, we can be here, right? But we're not, we're not here. I'm doing the eyeball-to-eyeball thing for everybody that can't see you know? um, But you know what I mean? There, there's abso- absolutely yeah. uh, a, a special dynamic that oh, comes yes. with making the time and energy to get to this place and, and spend time uh, here with everybody. Yeah, and it's not uh, its not too, I mean, the pricing isn't isn't ridiculous. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's reasonably priced, fairly priced. And it's a, and, and I think there's really, 
I can't remember where I was. Oh, I was just at an On the Revel event locally. And they were saying, if you have a skill, you can apply it in the cannabis industry. You know, we have a spot for you because the industry is growing so fast. Like if you're a writer, we have we need writers. If you're a doctor, we need doctors. Mm-hmm. Are you are you uh, interested in farming? We need farmers. Like right. we've got we've got a spot for you. Just uh, apply it to cannabis. And um, yeah, that was a, such a great thinking about all of the people who could who could have a really amazing opportunity in a fast growing industry and have a lot of fun. I feel like we're where we may be right on the wave. We may be just a little bit ahead of the wave and, and that's where I really love to be. Absolutely. We would have been right on the wave if those political stars would have aligned to make New York, New Jersey what we thought it was gonna be just a few months ago and when you say everybody's legal. here, like every everybody would have been here in that case, you know, like shoulder yeah. to shoulder kind of stuff. But nevertheless, <laughs> we move forward. Um, let me see. For those of us that have skipped around or not gotten to, to this or maybe I'll feature in a clip, drop that uh, website on everybody oh, one more sure. time. Oh, sure. It's uh, com. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, en- enjoy the show. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, there's a position for all of uh, all of that as the industry moves forward. Like when you say everybody's going to be here, I think recreationally there's some concern for people that some of the medicinal products will not be produced as much because everybody's going to be thinking about recreational cannabis, which usually has a higher THC content. But, um, but I, I think that this industry is big enough that there's going to be people doing uh, some really nice niche products and, uh, and, and continuing to support the medical portion of the industry too, in addition to the recreational. Absolutely. I was asking you, uh, kind of led into it before, but within the medical community, I talk to a lot of different types of industry professionals. Um, you're absolutely a professional, but not necessarily specific to the industry. So the dynamic is different, but I guess I could just give you that context to say, a lot of industry professionals who move to software engineering, specifically in the cannabis space, dealt with stigma yes. from friends and family and even colleagues. <laughs> as that my mother took always place. says, "You're going to jail." <laughs> I said to her mom, "What if all of this work helps a lot of people?" She's she's like, "That's not going to help you when you're in jail." <laughs> hilarious so I love my mom and but she's like be so careful you know and 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 I guess that's great advice that's great advice to be careful I mean when you are innovative it puts that extra additional layer of uh, of intensity to your work that you have to make sure that your work is is truthful and is high quality and and is really delivering valuable content so I think about her message I think about the message underlying her message you know um, it, what her just really wanting me to make sure that I approach this with a high level of integrity right. because you sure don't want to, you know, not have integrity in any, in anything that you do. But my work, I talked to so many doctors who are like done with clinical practice and they don't want to see patients anymore. They're exhausted and the insurance companies have just burned them out terribly and they're very frustrated. I, I hear from those doctors all the time. I don't want to do that at all. I, I, I want to see patients right up until the bitter end and just and work a very, very long career because you, you always, there's always valuable data to be obtained from taking care of people. You know, when you get 100% industry, you, you 
you fall out of the clinical portion of this and you don't realize what people need and what questions they have. You're kind of, you know, you're working in these think tanks or little marketing groups, but you're not really listening to people. So I'll always be doing, however small it might become, you know, I'll always be doing uh, uh, patient work. And to keep, just to keep listening to how they're talking about their problems. All that shifts over time. How so do you mean shifts? I mean, uh, especially like with direct-to-consumer marketing, patients are very, some patients are very knowledgeable. And then you have other patients who are, are, are really, who, I mean, they, they care very much about their personal health, but they really aren't that interested in every little detail about health care. So some people just want to feel better and really need your best advice. So there's a lot of, uh, but, but there's a lot of shift toward a, a, a highly, um, a highly educated patient who's done a lot of searching and has an answer. And I think there's a lot of shifts within AI, too, with uh, you know, artificial intelligence driving your Google search more effectively and a lot of companies that are using that. I mean, AI has the potential to be just as good as a doctor visit in, in eight or ten years. I think probably <laughs> falling behind a bit in, in skin and in diagnosis of skin conditions, that's where I really see Dr. Google being much less effective. It's funny, as you were saying that, and with skin, I particularly started thinking about, like, what am I doing? Like, scanning my scanning my rash, like a QR code, and, and AI It's exactly is, what they're doing. And yeah. then, but except the AI doctor, the, 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 the artificial intelligence data has looked at 10,000 moles and can give you a pretty good understanding. But I mean, in our medical legal environment, um, you know, if you have a concern about a mole, we're going to take it off. It doesn't matter if the AI thinks it's not a, not a serious mole. So in, so in some cases, AI doesn't stand to provide a lot of innovation. And there's some things that are hands-on. You need a surgeon when you need a surgeon. But, uh, but other things will be able to be done, you know, uh, uh, quite a bit more streamlined. That's where I love working in the telemedicine industry. All of my work with cannabis cards in New York is telemedical. And it, so I don't keep an office and I don't make patients drive and sit. You know, they, they, do, their, they do their work over gotcha. the phone with me. Awesome. Yeah. We, uh, how are we doing, super producer? Awesome. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, oh, good. <laughs> is there, I, first and foremost, I wasn't uh, trying to, to cut earlier or anything a couple minutes ago. I know I was going to say, like, go enjoy the show, and I'm just being careful oh. to not take up too much of oh, your time. Oh, no, so I have, I uh, no. Like, I'm I got three days, and I live down the way. <laughs> yeah, um, I have is, there, is there anything um, specific to the information you provide or, or the, the work that you do that we haven't gotten a chance to at least touch on here today that, that we would be remiss not to? Well, I do some individual consulting with patients and I also do consulting with companies to provide them educational work that they need or if they need, you know, videos surrounding their specific product um, and, and what their product is doing. I can do some work with featured product and, uh, and, and all that is great. What I'm really excited to do is just provide patients the, uh, the, the information that they need and add a lot of value for, for people clinically. I, I, there's a little vegan in my background that I think I already said that. And so I, I don't ever uh, think I've heard it, heard it <laughs> delivered that way. I was pretty intensely you vegan said it, for you a said long it like time. You like you were part Vietnamese. So. <laughs> 
Well, it does become a bit of a lifestyle. It's a, it's a it, it it can become a little bit um, religious, you know, for some people. But uh, but my uh, I, I don't I don't do a lot of work in the mouse models or in trying to dissect things in a laboratory. I really try to keep all of my research that I review in clinical trials of human beings, so that you have data you can use because mouse models, you know are effective in some ways, but in some ways they're just not, you know, they have slightly different palates than ours. Their bones are utterly different than our bones. So a lot of the research that you're trying to do on a mouse model is, uh, is not immediately transferable to a human model. So, and, and, and I take care of humans. I'm not a veterinarian. So, so when I do these, uh, and if I ever shoot around a mouse model, I always say, you know, this is mouse data, this isn't human data, but otherwise I try to keep my data very clinically relevant to human beings. Awesome. Drop the, uh, if you would, the website and your social oh, sure. media handles one more time. I want, you know, I want... Yeah, I want... I'm at cbdandcannabisinfo.com, and uh, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Mary Clifton, MD. Mary R. Clifton, MD, I think, on LinkedIn. Right on. Yeah. Dr. Mary Clifton, thanks for taking a couple minutes to join us on the Cannabis Today podcast. Squeaky. Squeaky. Thanks for joining. Oh, <laughs> We put at, him to sleep. Look at Squeaky's tongue. <laughs> Squeaky's my 12-year-old Yorkie Poo, and he has all of his little teeth removed as of last fall. So his tongue hangs out to the, typically, he's got, he has a little dread there because it hangs and, you know, it's real hilarious. So he just gets cooler every day. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) Thanks again. It was a pleasure meeting you. Great meeting you. You'll be here all weekend? Yeah. Cool. Be here all weekend. I'll see you again, Squeaky, do some laps or get back in your bag. (laughs) Probably get back in your bag. Probably. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. For more Cannabis Today content, follow us on social media or visit canna-today.com and filter content by categories like subject, location, and more. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks again for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast.